When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two, one. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast. I'm John Borton and our guest today, as uh, always early in these weeks, regardless of the fact that in season, out of season, Tom Crawford is a man for all seasons. You can uh, catch him on uh, as one of the all-stars on Press Pass with Jack <laughs> Ebling on Sunday nights. Uh, you can uh, catch him on the Crawford Podcasting Network, which he created and does all sorts of interesting content with. Tom, it is getting closer to that time of year that I know you appreciate and love. And that would, of course, be the football season, Big Ten uh meetings next week and uh welcome back to the podcast we're going to talk all about it that's great it's you know it's 90 degrees out it's gonna be 90 degrees out for the next two weeks but who cares i mean as you look at the calendar college football is creeping closer john and and we're both uh gonna be down at big 10 media days anthony all at your crew at the wolverine.com and a lot of my colleagues including jack Gubbing, going to be down there uh, I'm just super excited about this Big Ten Media Days. It has so much an intriguing element to it. Uh, Michigan is a defending Big Ten championship. I never, you know, champion. I've never been down to a media day when that that happened anytime recently. Maybe, maybe in 2005, I guess. But um, it, it's going to be a, a, a different flavor, and particularly that opening press conference with Kevin Warren. People asking him about, okay, what's this expansion deal going on? Is it going to go to 20? And uh, why UCLA and USC? It's, it's going to be a lot of machine gun bummer, uh, questions being posed. No question. And uh, it will be uh, Commissioner Warren, no doubt, saying, well, we, we're pleased with what we have right now. And any speculation about the future is, is just that <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, you wrote the script. You could be a PR guy, JP, for yeah, Kevin yeah. Warren. Why don't you just do that? You know, your next, I, your next gig. <laughs> I know how it works and we're going to talk about how it works, what we expect to, to hear and see down there. Maybe some memorable moments from past uh, big 10 meetings before Big Ten football meetings. And we're all, first of all, though, I want to talk about the guys that Michigan has chosen to send down there and represent the Wolverines in addition to, of course, Jim Harbaugh, because I think it says something about uh, the trust that have been placed in these young men. It this is a, It's a special deal because that means you have not only advanced – on the field as a player, but it also means that uh, the powers that be, the coaches and, and support staff, 
trust you to go down there and not pop off crazily and be responsible and, and be just a good representative of Michigan. I, I'm, Michigan's got tons of guys that can do that. But the four that are going to be down there, uh, of course, are Cade McNamara, last year's starting quarterback. Uh, most many say this year's starting quarterback. We'll talk about that. I see Tom Crawford. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be accused of us always talking about this quarterback controversy. I'm done talking about. I'm just talking uh-huh. about the quarterback. Okay. Right. Whoever right. Okay. Well, the the quarterback who will be in uh, in Indianapolis for the Big Ten meetings is Cade McNamara. Eric All, the uh, big tight end that is really coming into his own. Mozzie Smith, who is going to be expected to be a real stalwart on that defensive line, which is uh, rebuilt, of course. And DJ Turner, who has come a long way as a corner cornerback for uh, the Wolverines and being he'll, he'll be a, a key part of a re vamped defensive backfield. Talk about each of those guys a little bit and uh, and how vital they will be not only to um, leadership aspects of some remade parts of the uh, the Michigan attack, but also what what you expect out of them individually. Okay, I'm going to start. Uh, we'll leave Cade for last, okay? So mm-hmm. let me start with Eric Hall. And when I think of Eric Hall, I mean, I, I think about big plays. I think about leadership. But I think about the one play, which the one play that maybe if you wanted to – I mean, there's a lot of plays you could say – that earned Michigan a crown, uh, a Big Ten championship crown. But that that catch against Penn State, that was a huge win up at State College. You know the, the touchdown uh, pass uh, I'm talking about, that reception that he made, that was a, a tight game, a big-time game, and and he made it. And uh, he showed a lot of speed on that, maybe for more than a tight end you would see. Um, and so – Ever, you know, when I think of these three, or, you know, these four guys, and I, mean, I think of them in different reasons. So, I, Eric, all I think of uh, that big play, and I think of big plays he has up ahead this year. Uh, you know, God forbid he didn't get hurt; he has a healthy season. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a dynamic tight end, uh, another great Michigan tight end who moves on to the next level. When I think of Mozzie Smith, John, I think of it's finally happening that that. You know, the potential that we always heard about. Remember when he came in as a freshman and that's all we talked about. This Mozzie Smith's going to be the, you know, the next standout in the interior line, uh, uh, much needed. And last year he finally came into his own. He had a great spring. And uh, and you hear about the leadership that comes out here. And th- these are all all four of these guys are leaders. And it doesn't always just automatically um, I digress in this conversation, but going that means that these are the captains. You know, that, that doesn't necessarily equate to that, but they are leaders, and you don't have to be a captain on a college football team to be a leader. There are a lot okay. of leaders, and sometimes you get better leadership from the from the non-captain. So um, that you know, I I, I, just, I think Mozzie's going to have that year that we that complete year um, that we've been waiting for. JT Turner, uh, all I remember about. In a lot of the post-game press conferences, sometimes when Harbaugh talks, a name consistently keeps coming up. You know how he name-drops certain guys? He mm-hmm. throws them out rapid fire. Uh, but one that was consistency was J.T. Turner. And he had kept referring to him. I remember four or five different times in the post-game at Chrysler, uh, Harbaugh coming off a win, um, that um, 
and all those games, all those all press conferences were coming off wins. They, their only loss was on the road in regular season at in East Lansing was um, JT Turner's name about the physicality and the maturation. And wow. I mean, so that says a lot and doesn't surprise me that he's, you know, he's among the men, uh, the mix as, as leaders. Okay. Your man, Kate McNamara. Um, <laughs> My man. Uh, your man. Um, and, you know, once again, as I, I preface at the start of this podcast, I'm not going to go into, you know, the JJK controversy. But I just want to, I, w- I just want great quarterback play. And whether it's him or it's, or it's JJ, um, I think it's coming. I think one of the two are going to have a really solid – they mo- both might have mm-hmm. a great year. But um, it's vital that you get great quarterback play. And Michigan is not lacking great quarterback play. I think Cade shows a lot of toughness. I mean, I think his – I think he's deceptively uh, – fa- I mean, I think he's faster than we think he's fat. I mean, I remember a little quarterback draw play where he made, you know, broken play draw play, quarterback draws. He he actually made a scramble. He made some big-time plays in, in, in a couple of games. So I think he's a tough kid. Um, I think he's uh, a leader. I'd like to see um, if he does have to share more of it, uh, the, the snaps, if you will, at quarterback. Um, I trust that he's going to have – be as positive uh, as he as he was as getting the majority of the snaps. Um, that isn't always the case. I hope that's the case. I think that's going to be the case. Could be the story of college football this year. The two-headed quarterback attack at Michigan. A uh, a high-powered offense led by two very capable signal callers. We'll see how it all plays out. We uh, we'll say that big discussion for another time. I want to talk a little bit about the, the sort of the nuts and bolts of uh, how the Big Ten football meetings work. Uh, we've both been to uh, many, many of those over the years. And I guarantee you that at some point during these, uh, these days, uh, there will be an Ohio-based reporter who, uh, <laughs> who asks – uh, K- Kate hi, McNamara. Hey, say hi to Tim Mayer. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Good to see you, Tim. A, a question along these lines. Kate, do you think, obviously, you, you, you took down Ohio State. Do you feel like this is probably the new normal for Michigan <laughs> versus Ohio State? And this is going to be uh, uh, something that, that happens over and over again. And on the flip side, there will probably be a Michigan reporter, Michigan-based reporter, who, who says, uh, uh, now, uh, to, to one of the Ohio State players that are down there, here here's what happened. Obviously, you guys lost, and uh, you, you you'll be looking for revenge. Do you think that? Uh, I mean, can you guarantee that uh, the Buckeyes are going to defend their home turf and and take down the Wolverines back, maybe in the fashion that they did a couple years ago, and those sorts of things? Uh, there, I, I think that there is. Now, I don't want to impugn uh, my own profession. I, I think there is there will be a high level of professionalism uh, there at times, but I also think a while. Uh, they understand that uh, if if you some of them understand that if you lead 
these uh, players into saying something that makes big headlines, then they make big headlines. Well, you know, you've been doing this for 30 years, okay? Uh, I've, 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 I rejoined the media 20 years ago uh, from the start of my career, 40 years ago. But um, I, it's so different now. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling, I'm answering a question that I would pose to you, and I know how you'd answer it. I mean, how how's it changed the media? There's a lot of fan media based uh, media. It's just not tra- conventional. The the Bob Wanowskis and uh, Angelique Chingelis of the of the world are the exception as opposed to the rule. So a lot of these. The media are a fan based media where, you know, there's, I mean, the media people want that certain team to win. But I swear to God, Ohio State media, when, when you have to fill in the, the Big Ten sends you the credential form, they might as well, they should sign, they should sign in as Michigan media because they're there to cover Michigan more than they are Ohio State. I mean, when, when, when Harbaugh has his little scrum, you know, what he calls the, the, the Ohio State media, there's, there's, they're stalking their, their spots before anybody else is to talk to Harbaugh, um, more so even than Ryan Day when he comes on the next day. And they have them separate days um, always. Michigan's typically the first day and Ohio State the second day. But um, it, it seems to be an antagonistic type, unless you're talking to Kirk Ferentz, because everybody loves Kirk. He's non-controversial. There's nothing you know exciting about an Iowa press conference with their <laughs> players. But Michigan and Ohio State, there's always somebody poking a stick. And it's Ohio State media poking the stick at Jim Harbaugh or at Michigan players. That's the biggest takeaway of the whole two-day process. I don't see Michigan media. I don't see you, John, going over there, stalking Ryan Day uh, with, with 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 the you know the drive you know and and the obsession that that Ohio State has for Michigan. I don't see that as a a, a comparable at all. I mean, you're over there, but you're not. And Angelique's over there talking to Ryan Day, but it's not in these the, the, these questions to try to provoke all these, you know, it's just like post-game in the Michigan-Ohio State game, especially if Michigan loses. I mean, they fill the seats over at They want to get Harbaugh pissed off and, and say something, you know, stupid in their minds. And so that's that's my that's my whole thing about this Big Ten media days. Kind of yeah. annoying, but that's just the way it is. I will not ask Ryan Day why his team came up 73 points short of hanging 100 on hey, Michigan. So, perfect question. <laughs> somebody, like somebody, somebody may ask that, but I, yeah. I'm not planning to. Uh, I will say one other thing. You, you talked about the change in media from uh, just large professional organizations to, to more fan media. Even the large professional organizations never had people who were simultaneously chur- churning out all these stories for their for their newspapers and their websites and and at the same time building a twitter following yes you know yeah, uh, th- yeah. It, that is a time. that's mean, a big difference uh, i'll tell you what uh, here's my uh, image of a, of a of a of a media one one guy his hand is his left hand is on his tablet or his laptop and he's text and he's doing this and he's texting in his other hand i mean i, I mean this is the way i'm doing this right now i mean that's just it's crazy and it's 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 just constant constant content being pushed and pushed and pushed. And if you think Big Ten media days, I mean, I think the SEC media days go four or five days, and it's just it's just a carnival of content and and controversy and people making you know statements about youth and how bad the youth in 
you know, uh, is, is in today's society and in other tangents. And um, but I, I, I still love this event in the Big Ten media days. I think it's, I think it's a, you know, it's 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 more normal than probably the much more normal than the SEC or even the Big Twelve is, and uh, it's a great event. I learn so much. I learn yeah. from talking uh, to the John Bortons of the world down there over a sandwich, um, and and other people of uh, uh, you know, I have friends that cover. Uh, you know, other schools that I met over the years and um, Tom Deanhart of Purdue. I see you there, Tom. I mean, those are the, that, that's where you really learn about what's going on in the big 10 talking to some of the writers of the other schools. Absolutely. And I, I, I yeah, gain an appreciation for uh, players from other teams uh, that, that just, um, are are smart are well-spoken are have been singled out in the same way these guys that we talked about from michigan have been singled out to right. to represent and um i i would say for the most part um you you come away pretty impressed with uh with these young men let me ask you we've had a summer to digest everything that's been said about Michigan. We right. know it's going to have a lot of talent on offense. We know that uh, there are some uh, guys like Mozzie Smith and DJ Turner on defense that are very talented and will be called upon to to lead younger players that need to come along in a hurry. Uh, those sorts of things. Would you say, Tom Crawford, that you are more – confident in this Michigan team right now heading towards uh, the start of training camp or less so and and why well I'm more confident uh where this program was versus a year ago because they finally won a big 10 championship, Ten championship. I mean I'm that that's that's just you know I was wondering if it was ever going to happen and and it happened so once you you know it's like getting that first basket scored you know the ball the lid is off uh, if you're going through a drought. And um, I, so I'm, I'm confident where the program is. I think the competition, uh, I think Ohio State's going to be breathing fire when, when the Wolverines come down there. And I think Michigan State, uh, Michigan State, you know, people get tired of me throwing my concern about Michigan State. But um, let me tell you this. I'll, I'll just make this statement. When Mel Tucker asked uh, Alan Haller, the AD, for something, you know, tell him to jump, tell him how, you know, Alan says, like, how high? I'm just saying Alan Haller is complying to Mel Tucker's needs in that program. Um, and um, and Mel Tucker wants to be uh, Michigan State to be at SEC caliber when he was at Georgia. Well, so it's a very aggressive approach. So I got Ohio State to worry about. I got Michigan State to worry about. Um, and those are the two rivals of Michigan. So, um, you know, I got that uh, on, a, on a worry platter. But um, I, I, I am more confident about Michigan. Let, let me stop you there for just a second. And the, the last thing that you brought up leads me to a question that I hadn't thought about asking, but, but is, it kind of begs the question. With the installment of one uh, Dr. Santa Ono as president of the University of Michigan, who is a hardcore Michigan athletics fan, including uh, – the football team, of course, and basketball. We're, we're talking about a change at the top. Uh, we've seen a lot of antipathy from some Michigan presidents and some right, some outright hostility towards athletics. 
expressed or unexpressed uh, by presidents is is this an opportunity? And certainly, uh, Dr. Ono's got bigger things on his plate than uh, than whether Michigan wins a national championship in football. But is this an opportunity to for for Michigan to uh, maybe get some things in athletics or maybe expand NIL uh, beyond what it might have otherwise? Dr. Arnold is a great hire. I, I got texts last week from people I totally trust, way smarter than me, uh, about what the University of Michigan's athletic department and what the University of Michigan as a whole needed. A great hire. Um, and, and what he did when he was at University of Cincinnati. I mean, if you just, just block in the time, you know, the time frame there when the Cincinnati football program all of a sudden became fluent from irrelevant to relevant and extremely relevant to CFP uh, a bit playing Alabama in the semifinals. So great hire, perfect hire. I, I think he's going to be, you know, you want somebody open-minded uh, and, and seeing the big picture of how, how important college football is to the brand of the university, whether it's right or wrong, it's reality. You, it's, it's vital um, in terms of identity of the university. You have to have that. Um, obviously the academics is going to be, and, and he's a heavy research guy, which the university of Michigan prides itself on that, that fits as well. So, uh, I'm thrilled with that hire, John. Well, I think a lot of Michigan athletics fans are because they see a, a real difference in someone there that, uh, that gets it in terms of what it can do and, and the excitement it, it creates. So we, we will definitely be talking a lot more about uh, Dr. Ono as it pertains to Michigan athletics going forward. Before I let you go, I want to, I, when we talked about confidence levels in this Michigan team, I'm very interested in uh, potential change in how Michigan wins if it wins big this year. I think that some of the bedrocks will still be there. I think, you know, the the success that last year's team had in running the football, being dominant with the offensive line, I, I do believe those things will still be in place. I wonder if they may be called upon to be in more high-powered shootouts like they were in down the stretch at Ohio State, those the Buckeyes are coming. You're going to have to take it right back down and score than they were last year because of uh, replacing so many people on defense. Your thoughts there? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I uh, a great discussion point because uh, I, I, you know, I think they have to both ramp it up, ramp it up both offensively and defensively. I mean, they they're going to have. There's going to be a lot of match play like a tennis match you know touchdown for touchdown i really think these offenses are getting so sophisticated and there's so many incredible athletes uh at, at you know quote unquote, you know at the, the quote unquote skill position all I mean all positions are skilled but you know what i'm talking about and and, and michigan's got to use those skills but i you know what i'm looking at more than than anything john and this goes back to that compare and contrast when i when i was down in the orange bowl watching georgia is um the speed at the second level, linebacker level, can Michigan get, can they have that, you know, sideline to sideline speed that the Devin Bush era brought to Michigan? 
And I think that's key because I saw it in Georgia. Um, and, you know, and I, you know, I was envious of that speed. I'm obviously envious at the speed uh, at the interior line of Georgia. So more, a little bit more speed on defense at levels one and level two on that defense, uh, side to side, and, you know, sideline to sideline. And then just that offense just getting, just getting more potent and using all those skills. I mean, they got a great receiving core. This receiving core is going to be great, solid. And Darius Clemson, addition to him as a deep ball guy, uh, I'm super excited. So they got to ramp it up in both cases. The special teams are going to be solid, as we know. Uh, it's going to be a good year. It really is. All right. And we will be talking all about uh, not only Michigan football, but Big Ten football next week oh, at yeah. the um, Big Ten football meetings down in Indianapolis. We will uh, attempt to do a podcast from Let's down do there. It. Quite possibly with uh, maybe a pull in a special guest yes. uh, that we could supplement with and sure. uh, and see what uh, what happens there. Um, I will say one last thing before I let you go. The uh, moments you've been waiting for the 2022 uh, Wolver- <laughs> the Wolverine football preview issue is, as I'm told, going out in the mail this week so keep a, oh, good. a be, weather eye out for the wolverine coming to your doorstep i'll be sitting out there in that 90 feet five degree heat you know in a lawn chair right by my mailbox wait for that mailman to come by to bring me the wolverine preview magazine john and look forward to seeing you next week down in indy sounds good thanks tom with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.